0: Nailed it. Welcome to Rum and Wild Cards, ladies and gentlemen, golden gods and goddesses. This is the only It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast with kind bud and kinder buddies. We're here sitting around the table today for season three, you guys. Woo! Season three, episode one. So excited to talk about this today. My name is Brayden, a.k.a. Sad Throwaway Culture. We got Donnie, a.k.a. Negative Vibrations, hanging out here with us.
1: I'm mad you said that. I actually have a hoodie on the way. With positive vibes only on it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, wouldn't have given that you hurts. that nickname in, in my little notes <laughs> here if I would have known if I would have known your recent hoodie purchases. I'm wearing a fish shirt right now. And joining us, wearing None his fish shirt, it's Adam, aka the Rider on the Storm. How's it going, y'all? And on the phone with us, it is still on the phone with us. It is the dish of the day. Who's the dish of the day today?
2: Baby. Mm.
1: <laughs> what kind of baby food? Yeah, are we talking mashed like peas? peas and carrots? I don't know,
2: whatever you can mash. Put in a jar and sell for 20 extra dollars than normal mashed food. Mm.
1: I can pickle that.
2: Buy it.
0: Are we a Portlandia podcast yeah. now? Yeah. So if you take so if you take like filet mignon and you mash it up and you like put it in there, does that make it extra expensive filet mignon? Is that what rich people oh, feed their babies? As long, as long yes. as it's got
2: the baby food brand on it cuz then mothers will buy it for their kids.
1: Blended duck. Blended duck <laughs> Kim right.
0: Kardashian's
3: just That's feeding your baby's blended duck Alright baby feed let, let me write that down so I don't forget
0: Like I said this is season 3 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia We are talking about here today We have done 2 seasons so far If this is your first time joining us We have 2 seasons all listed out On the list of lists Our ultimate ranking of every episode Of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia That we've done so far So we got two seasons on there, and today we are putting on season three, episode one, The Gang Finds a Dumpster, Baby. What a way to start season three, you guys. Very excited to talk about this one today. But before we get started here, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlwaysSunnyPod. We post polls, we post memes, we got stickers. It's fun. We're uh, hanging out on the Twitters and the Instagrams, if the emails are more of your style. Go ahead and send us an email at alwayssunnypod at gmail.com. And if Reddit is more your style as well, we got a subreddit for you, our alwayssunnypod, where you can find the list of lists, as well as all the platforms where you can find more episode, episodes of Rumham and Wild Cards. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, where you can find episode highlights, outtakes, and more. At uh, our YouTube, just go ahead and search Rumham Wildcards on all your favorite platforms. And if you're lazy and just want to go to one URL, rumham.transistor.fm, that's where you want to go. Enough business. Let's get into the fun stuff, shall we? The way these episode reviews work, uh, we're going to go through the episode, talk about it, maybe bring up some points you have, hopefully haven't heard before. And uh, in the second half of the show, we are going to go more in depth with our points and put our arguments on a scale of one to 10. We're going to yell at each other and hurt each other's feelings. And it's, it's just going to be good, clean, wholesome fun.
2: Classic comedy.
0: Ha ha ha. (laughs) Season three, episode one, the gang finds a dumpster. Baby airs September 13th, 2007, way, way back in the day, September 13th, 2007 written by Charlie day, Rob McElhenney. Glenn Howard has credits on IMDb. We got a new director on this episode as well. Dan Addius is gone, and mm-hmm. Jerry Levine is here to direct this episode, and I believe episodes onward, we'll see. Welcome, Jerry. Jerry Levine's the director of he this sounds episode. He's
2: like a Jew.
0: Ish. <laughs> <This man. laughs> he, he beat you to it. He's got you covered. Yeah. He thought about the context before he said it. Yeah. Um so in this episode. Yeah, the
2: right context.
0: It's it's all about the context. In this episode, of
2: course they can say it.
0: <laughs> Dennis, Mac, and D find a dumpster baby. Mac and D right away try to raise it as their own, but give up nearly immediately. And then they realize that the baby can make them money. So they hang on to the baby a little bit longer. Dennis tries to do some good in the world for once, uh, catching us all off guard and making us guess what his intentions are. But when he goes to hang out with the local hippie group and try and organize some trash, they push him away. And of course, you know, he's gotta get back at him. So we see Dennis snap and Dennis proceeds to go after Sage. Uh, very, very vendettically. We'll get into that here in a second. And Charlie and Frank Go straight up homeless on this episode. They are trash people, and learn. And Charlie learns some news about his uh, paternity, I suppose, his father, um, who his father could be. A lot of hanging out in dumpsters in this episode. I honestly still don't know if my score is accurate to what I was going to give originally. So I'm very up to uh, being swayed either way on this episode. Let's get into it here, you guys. We also get
2: Charlie's origin story, which I yeah. think was
0: interesting. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, we get Charlie's origin story. Uh, Charlie is probably the biggest factor in this episode. There's a lot of good stuff going on, yeah. um, but Charlie is really the main factor, especially how they left season two. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. yeah, I swear I'm going to give higher scores later on, but uh, this is a slightly bad introduction to a really good season why uh just comparatively okay compared to the rest of the episodes as far as like how i think i'm gonna rank them just looking forward i think the rest of the season is all gonna get better rankings in this episode
0: mm. okay i looked at the episode list and i i kind of i kind of agree um this uh this season's i don't know gonna have some duds for me though i I found myself laughing during this episode, though. So, like, the dish of the day before we started recording said nothing really happened. He's not wrong. Nothing really happened this episode with the exception of Charlie.
3: But for some reason... What do you mean nothing happened? I mean, they went homeless. They went scavenging for trash. Um, D and Mac, like...
2: Listen, it was your classic boilerplate episode that was crafted particularly well. But it wasn't all that funny or all that great.
0: I thought it was pretty funny. Great. I just I just aspire to be the level of content with life that Charlie is, where uh, he feels home in the tr- at home in the trash, and he can't stop thinking about the trash. I just want to be that content with life, mm-hmm. where you know I'm thinking about all the goodies that people are throwing out. Yeah, I I think it's weird going. Are you
2: wasters,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you threw out your swords and your golf clubs, and I took them. And I used them.
2: <laughs>
0: I think it's weird going forward because we're, we're in a new season.
3: We're in the third season. And I think that um, the episodes going forward will be, like Donnie said, will be a lot higher um, than not just this episode. But I think they're going to be higher in general, rated higher than the other seasons. Because I think that this season is just going to be better in general than season two. Um, so it's going to be in- interesting to see how I deal with that personally. What, you know, Watching these episodes one by one. Okay. Because I might, I, you know, I really enjoyed this episode, and I think that generally this episode is better than a lot of the episodes from the earlier seasons. But I just know going throughout the seas this season, it's not my favorite episode at all. This season, it might be one of my least favorite episodes this season. So I'm gonna have a real hard time going forward this season to rate these episodes now. Can we talk about the show, the the fact different. That when the show I is different.
2: The originally watched this. Yeah. I didn't know that Kind Bud was a brand. Yeah. And now I do. I do now, yeah. Kind K-Y-N-D. S- yeah. I, I, I think that yeah, kind I, Bo- I understand that
1: now. I'm just saying in general, I think it's funny that yeah, I didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Southern California and
1: Nevada. With
2: the legalization of marijuana.
0: Yes, that's a brand in Southern California and Nevada. Or did Kind Bud just come from Kind Bud? Is a term from the 70s referring to high potency marijuana. That's yeah. what I assume. The really, 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 really good stuff.
3: Yeah, and I, I assume they made it K Y N D. As a brand, when they because it's yeah. witty because it's, yeah. So Marcus now that genius. we're sponsored
0: by Kind Bud, I've yeah. said their freaking name fifty times in the first ten minutes of this podcast. <laughs> kind Bud, please sponsor us. Give us. I free didn't know
2: weed. any of that information until just. You're now.
0: welcome. Yeah, you're getting Thanks. you're getting <laughs> filled in on the reefer madness. So let's let's start from the beginning I'm of this episode.
2: New about about illegal drugs every day.
0: Only on Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. Mm. Um, let's start from the beginning of this episode, because I like the cold open. I was going to ask, what do you think? As, as good. like, I think on was, the fence
3: I am, uh, I'm really enjoying the cold open. I thought it was an excellent cold opening. I was like, the, they're talking about littering, and then all of a sudden, Mac just throws the cup. It's hilarious.
0: Well, the, them bringing up the Inconvenient Truth really, yeah. really dates it. And mm. if you're unaware of what an Inconvenient Truth is, the classic 2006 documentary... Hosted by none other than Al Gore, who is super ethereal and um, basically about global warming. If you couldn't tell global from eating. how the gang was talking about it, but um, I like that that it, it dates the episode. But them bringing it up and kind of going into environmentalism kind of proves that the show has always had some sort of not political edge to it, but like they bring the real world into it. We've yeah. seen it a couple times already, a few times actually in this show already, where they bring the real world at yeah. the time into it. Yeah, they satirize yeah. what's going on.
1: And I, along with others, don't get out much, so until you just told me before this recording about the reference to the Inconvenient Truth, I had no idea That's what that That's the only reason was. I brought I it yeah, up. Man. Like, I thought that I, was, was I knew they were talking about global warming. I didn't know what his movie's called. I knew Al Gore was in a global warming uh, movie, but like, uh, fuck that, uh, I wasn't going to watch it. I didn't care. Sure. Yeah. The like, sequel came I out two years ago. Three you know, years once ago. Once again, I didn't know that. I didn't watch you either. I knew man. Al Gore was a was prominent on global warming, and he probably was making movies and trying to profit off of it. And whether yeah. or not he's doing it for the right reasons mm-hmm. probably is whatever, but... I mainly know him from South Park,
3: and he's not even on South Park. Exactly. That's why he said the super ethereal. <laughs>
1: That's like what I know yeah. from half man, half bear, half pig. Yeah. Also, yeah.
3: he like ran for office of someplace that would go in time, and he was a prominent position in a different office or a different time, but... South Park, I love that show We'll
0: talk about the, the analogy the but the f- Something like that we'll He talk- was America's vice president South Park's analogy <laughs> of man, bear, pig Being global warming, we'll get into that On a, on a later date the, a point later
1: the point of that comment was though That I liked the cold opening a lot yeah. more Knowing that and knowing that Full reference, not just them like oh Having a global warming conversation and yeah. It's just funny, but the references I like a lot more and it gave it more value
0: Well, on top of that, I also like uh, just like Rob McElhenney's mannerism that he gives for Mac and just like the way he aggressively throws the drink and uh, Glenn Howarden delivers the lines very excellently in that cold open. And Dee is just kind of there as always. But uh, the three of them together, and he says that opening line, oh, shit, there's a baby in here. There's a baby in this dumpster.
1: And I think it was in the opening when Charlie had his quote too. Right, when he's just like, "Oh, and the earth is just magically getting warmer, that's
0: one of the opening scenes,
1: but oh, not that the was cold later open. on oh, okay, well, that was later on, but I knew it was early, but yeah, uh, whatever I think,
3: I think that the um the pacing of this a cold opening is really well it it it's beat um or it's beat is made really well it it's just
0: really excellent cold opening, I think it's hilarious um there's an outtake that I watched. Uh, a few days ago, where there it's the same conversation where he says, How is the earth magically getting warmer? He goes, If the earth's magically getting warmer, why is my apartment always cold? And he says, Because you never pay your bills, Charlie. And I'm upset they didn't keep that line in there. Yeah, that's a funny line. That sets up Charlie too, mm-hmm. you know, being the poor idiot. Mm-hmm. Any comments about the sad throwaway culture there, dish of the day?
2: Um, I like the part where uh, Dennis was upset about his quaffed hair and then um, told the story about chewing the food and throwing it up in the bird's mouth to nurse it back to health. <laughs> I was a fan of that. That's,
0: that's an example of recycling. Yeah. something reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. We should all aspire really to be like Charlie and Frank in this episode. Living minimally. <laughs> yeah. Reusing things no uh
2: sorry With well it. we're <laughs> I, mean, I love garage sales as much as the next guy but um if I were going to live in a dumpster it definitely would have other people's stuff in it
0: yeah you can't what are you gonna have your stuff in the dumpster gross yeah it's disgusting
2: that'd be ridiculous yeah
0: that's ridiculous um do do
3: do you guys like hope homeless mac and uh homeless Charlie and Frank I love them yeah
0: uh, for they're a multitude be, of reasons. They
3: reminded me of the sticky bandits from home.
0: They're alone. the wet bandits. And then they become the sticky bandits. No. I'll have, you know, that's still, yeah. well, still. Yeah. But the, they do got the tall guy, short guy dynamics. Yeah. They're both. Uh, who's the straight man in that relationship? Um, Cause they're both kind of ridiculous. Neither. Uh, they don't have to be, that doesn't have to be a straight man. I think Frank kind of is because there's uh, one part where uh, Frank says, I found a shoe and only one shoe. And Charlie goes, what size? He goes 13. And Charlie's like, ah, yeah, throw it in. (laughs) Uh, Charlie gets the punchline there. So I think Frank's a straight man. that situation. Like, why would you only need the one size? thirteen? It depends
3: on like the skit or whatever scene they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Cause he's very much not the straight man in the next episode that we'll talk about. Frank isn't. Yeah, Frank gets played Yeah, in the next episode. Not this episode. My girlfriend said that the baby looks like Frank. I don't see it. I kind of see it. Well, Chubby cheeks, no hair.
2: If you follow the wraparound, Frank was the dad.
0: Oh, Frank was the dad of the baby, so that would make sense why the baby looked like
1: Frank then.
3: Wait, Frank was the... No, that's a totally baseless claim. Yeah. <laughs> totally baseless claim. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, I it takes
3: nine months to make a baby, not three.
1: Facts. But I wanted to circle back to the homeless Charlie and Frank. I connected them on a real level when they were sleeping on, I guess the vent, but when they're sleeping to get the warmth. The sewer. Yeah, <laughs> the when, cuddling. When, yeah, when you walk through, I guess you could say the cuddling, but I wasn't going to go they're there. They're spooning. They're but straight up. I, well, spooning. I know. yeah, yeah. It's cold that, outside, but, baby. But <laughs> no. Well, anyways, but I was gonna say that, like walking, just like in the city. On a cold day, just like in Chicago, when you're going down to see whatever, you're going to a Bears game, this and that, when you're walking through the city, you stop on those vents because it's just that like period of just warm air blowing on you, and you're like, all right, I'm warm up yeah. for like five seconds, then you keep walking. But like I'm so connected to them on that.
3: Whenever I do that, though, in the city, like New York especially, it's a, I, I smell sewage, and I'm like, I don't want to be standing above this vent.
0: It's New York City. The whole city smells it's like sewage. A gross.
1: Oh, I hate it there. Chicago just must be better than New York. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I believe. The it. only
0: reason so- uh, I Chicago want to pick up on something that uh, Donnie had said a second
1: ago, and that's uh, gold bears. <laughs> the
0: the only bears. reason Chicago doesn't smell like shit is because it's so windy that it just whisks the smell away. Facts over into Illinois. Wait, <laughs> Indiana. Other <laughs> other parts of Illinois. <laughs> that's I'm gonna pass that sure. dumbass. The address. powers
1: of editing.
0: The power of no. I'm keeping that one in what if I, what if it was just like over into ohio <laughs> like a very obvious edit um, charlie and frank another reason i love them being the the trash people in this episode the trash they find it's funny and cool at first like he finds a sword how quirky and random and then it just degrades into okay we'll take your coffee grounds and food <laughs> just it gets more and more ridiculous and then um also on that note frank looks homeless Charlie still just looks like Charlie. Yeah, yeah, that
3: makes sense. I don't know. Charlie always. I don't know. The two
2: coats kind of got me when he put on the second coat. I was like, okay, I'm seeing where
3: this is going. Yeah. Well, he Charlie always looks homeless to me. So,
0: (laughs) that's what I'm saying. He always looks homeless. Like Frank looks starkly different, but Charlie just looks like he has two coats on for some reason. Because normally the Charlie that I know and love, he always wears
3: that green military jacket, or whatever. And that, to me, is what a, I imagine a homeless person would do wear the same jacket coat every day
0: he, he, you know well, they also adapt yeah. <laughs> kind of like um they adapt like kind of a hoarder mentality, yeah, like a uh, big thing with people that hoard is that they believe the stuff that they have is useful or they're going to use it, and so a lot of things you'll see like um. In the extensive research I've done watching the AMC show Hoarders or A&E show Hoarders, uh, you see that when they're clearing their stuff out, a lot of times they're like, well, you know, I'll I'll need this marker. Or like if they're going to give it to someone like, will you use this marker or will you use this vase that is stained and half cracked, you know? No, I will not. I will throw it away. Stuff that should be trash. But I'll tell you, I'll use it. So you see, like their hobo mentality, kind of double as hoarder mentality. Charlie
1: and Frank. Mm. Yeah, for sure.
2: I think the best um, folk culture depiction of hoarders was South Park. But I don't want to derail us any further. I was thinking
0: of that too. Take a shot every time we get derailed into South Park, Colorado. In sheepshin was the episode. We
2: die. Be dead
1: fine back to uh, it's always sunny, yeah. Something I'm pretty adamant about. If I want to put my own baby in a tanning bed, I feel like that should be allowed. No, I disagree. Why that will that is very harmful for your baby.
2: It's your child, you own the child, you should be able to do with it what you please. You know what? If
1: my the, baby, time, rules. If if the fine,
0: child can walk, they can walk into a tanning bed. That baby, one that baby could not
3: walk, it had to be held by D. Uh, and yeah,
0: so it's still inappropriate, but yeah. I'm saying like give it a sure. couple years, and the baby should be good to go. Oh yeah, at
3: least like when they're in like elementary school, I like, hey, you know they can have kids, like, you know their friends to like be like I have a tan to show. No, no, don't do that. Right. Don't right. put anyways, your kid in a tanning. Anyways, salon. I was completely kidding.
1: I'm not moving on. <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> moving on to my actual serious point that I wanted to bring up. I mean, it's not that serious, but they also since it's always sunny always touches on the serious. Real life situations, they make a few comments about how easy it is to be a child star and how they have the easy best lives. And granted, for a lot of them, it works they don't. out. It's a good start they for don't. a lot of people, but yeah, it is a really tragic ending for a lot of child stars.
0: Mac- Macaulay Culkin has entered the chat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Miley uh, Cyrus. Judy Garland has left
4: the chat. <laughs> Judy
0: Garland is. If you look up like child star abuse, Judy Garland is the poster child. Don't roll your eyes there, man. Have you no, looked? I, I the wasn't the like, <laughs> I wasn't rolling my I'm eyes. I'm not joking about this one. It's horrific. I wasn't rolling
3: my eyes. I was like getting lost and like, yeah, I know
0: what that's. Like, I've heard about it. It's like
3: the way she I was, was agreeing with you. Learned
2: Adam Garland doesn't believe Judy. Uh, Adam Garland. Adam <laughs> Learned Adam doesn't believe Judy Garland was abused. It was employed by the media. No child actors union.
0: Oh no! It was it big big child actors don't want you to know that children <laughs> actually have it good and they staged the abuse of Judy Garland to unionize. That wasn't
3: me rolling my eyes. That was me like 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 imagining all that shit going down. I was like, no, Judy Garland, no, no. That was that was that's terrible.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mistook that. The realization yeah. that the I Wizard
3: think, of Oz I was think, actually think. a hellscape. Well, I knew that. I that still gives me nightmares. I don't love that shit. But.
2: I did think it was interesting how the talent agent, and again, this is, I think, great either directing or casting or whatever whatever movie part or TV part this comes under, how she was, like, rolling her eyes in all shock when they were talking about changing their baby's skin color, but she had absolutely no problem saying Latino babies are in.
0: Yes, can we talk so about that totally
2: scene. Being like. Latinos babies are in. They're like, okay, we'll just change his skin color. And then she's like, whoa, that's too far.
0: Yeah, she she immediately has objections when she catches wind of what they're thinking of doing. But that entire rest of that... And they, she doesn't have objections with them being like, oh, he could be a little Mexican jumping bean, and you have the chips and the hat. Yeah,
2: exactly. Hey, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you could give him a sombrero and well, a pistol. She's totally fine with that. <laughs>
3: Well, you know that that's all part of the joke because that that is the corrupt system is like the corrupt system of child child actors, child modeling because their parents make all the decisions, reap all the benefits, and they just treat this kid as like a commodity, not a real not a real person. And it was because it goes back to the line that Mac had just said before like, "What, well, we can't just put this baby back into the corrupt system?" What do you mean corrupt system? You got him from a dumpster which is not a good place to be, but it's not a system. That's a pretty.
0: And as if he wasn't about to do the exact same thing.
3: Yeah. It's like, and then we're going to let's go to this other corrupt system, which is child modeling and child acting.
0: Oh yeah. From out of the fire uh, frying pan into the fire. Basically.
3: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They, that's what, that's what that scene
0: is. They're trying to show how fucking terrible this is to put your kids through all this shit. The, the casting agent or the talent agent is Hulu. Hulu is okay with these jokes and whatnot, but the second you go and do the blackface, sure, hell no, yeah. get deleted. Which, while we're on we're that note, do that episode. why isn't why isn't this episode deleted with all the other ones with painted faces on it? I think is it because it's a baby.
1: Once again, we didn't double check, but popular and memorable and noticeable than the other ones. Yeah, enough people complained to
2: Hulu, it would be deleted.
1: Uh, yes, that's true. If enough people brought it up, it probably would be.
2: But but, they, but I don't
3: I mean I think the most egregious part of that episode isn't the fact that they're doing brown face on a baby. It's the fact that they're about to kill a baby with a scimitar. Accidental. But that's not, what,
1: but that's not why episodes already got taken off. They're just saying it's similar to episodes that have already been removed. Yeah. So Why did they leave that one? I think. Well, like I said, I don't remember the exact video, but I think either they didn't have paint on the f- baby yet, or it was literally like a streak. Like the baby wasn't fully painted. There's a couple, sh- there's yet, a couple like- streaks. It was a couple streaks, but it's so like, like it's implied that they were going for it, yeah. but like But it's like
3: where's our priority? Where like we can kill we can keep we can like attempt to kill a baby, but we can't attempt to make brown face on a baby. Also you know also what I
1: mean? <laughs> You know, it's like where's their priorities at? <laughs> also, I think it's less on like you could I mean you would have to blame them as a whole, but normally when someone does blackface, they blame the show, but they also normally blame the specific actor or actress. So, would you blame the baby necessarily? Like, I think it's kind of just not? like
3: they're so young they couldn't even understand all the consequences. They're like the best
0: person to scapegoat in that situation. Right. She's ha- 14 now. Really? Well, 13 years ago, about one year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, it would be about, yeah. Oh, yeah. That kid
2: was not one years old. That kid was like three, two or three. That kid was way too big.
1: Okay. To be, that was Danny uh, DeVito doing baby face. Either way, the baby did not make the decision and say, yes, I'm okay with you guys doing this. Yeah. Is, so so is,
0: is there a kid did, out that's there? The point. Yeah, is there a kid out there that's like it? It's like the Nirvana baby from um the that... Oh yeah, he just <laughs> unintentionally has seen everyone's seen as yeah. dying a lying. Uh before we break away into the second half of this episode here, let's talk about Dennis a little bit because I don't know if I love or hate the way Dennis acts before he psychologically snaps and goes to get revenge. I do. I actually like genuine I like I think that Dennis has. They all have. Is good he in genuine them. in the first part? Yeah, I don't. I can't tell. Was I, he genuinely trying to do good?
2: I think. What do you I, have I think against his cloth hair.
3: I think that he was just like interested and curious. And then when when that curiosity was like destroyed by him, his ego being taken down, then he became. Then it, it didn't matter anymore. But I think that he kind of was interested or cared a little bit. And I, I think that there's some good in all the characters, but. It's what makes them so fucked up is when, like, they get broken and they go evil.
0: You can literally see the look in his eyes when he breaks yeah. and decides, all right, he's I'm one sleeping of... with this guy's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> great so plot. That's so, that's so bad. Yeah. That Riders on the Storm segment is amazing. I asked you guys is, if that was, like, a reference to a movie of some sort, if they were referencing another movie. It's a great song. I know it's a great song, but that's, that's a great... Segment like them being uh, Charlie and Frank being in the dumpster and having that conversation, and then Dennis finally extracting his revenge, uh, and both of those going on at the same time while this song's playing and a literal storm going on. Mm-hmm. Amazing! Yeah, that's why we would have never seen that in season one and two.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like this season is a whole new show because they've really found their footing now. They really have. They found their audience. Eleven.
0: Pardon?
2: thank you, Jason Levin, for correcting yeah.
0: that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's killing it. He's yeah. killing it so far, but um, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. To answer your question, I don't think
3: that it was from any specific scene from any movie. I just think that it's it was just a good scene, mm-hmm. and I I think you know because obviously, like one of like the biggest um, hippie bands in America, not like a lot of um from the '60s and '70s, a lot of hippies would pay. Would like pay tribute to Jim Morrison's grave right in Paris. That was a mm-hmm. big thing. So definitely like the Doors and the hippie movement are together in some way. And I think that Riders on the Storm. It's raining, and in the song there's a lot of like you can hear a lot of storm sounds, thunders, uh, thunder clapping, lightning, rain. And a lot just, of it goes great in with the entire scene. So I just think
0: it's just a really well made. Yeah, a lot of the sound effects are uh, used for comedic timing in this. Like the thunder when uh, Charlie's mom explains that he survived the abortion. Which, oh my God, Bonnie's so stupid. What a way to start the f- yeah. six months she got the. Can we talk about that? She yeah. says she says I had the abortion. They said it didn't work, and then three months later you popped out. That puts it at about six months. Yeah, That's, I, I'm I don't have any of that going on. So that just sounds late to me. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But that sounds really late, yeah. It I didn't I,
2: take the abortion, didn't take
0: this. Also, might, might be
3: coming at a time when abortion wasn't really readily available to people or stuff.
0: Probably, you know, oh, you mean back in the day? 70s, 60s, women 70s. had uh, less rights over the choice of their bodies? That's insane, yeah. You're crazy. Uh. I think that Bonnie
3: made a. Charlie
2: Day, isn't he? Thirty years old. Went thirty years before two thousand seven. Before after Roe v. Wade. Are you thirty, Charlie?
3: Are you you thirty, Charlie? Are
2: you thirty? It doesn't matter because even if if it was after Roe v. Wade and abortion was uh, totally legal and accessible, Frank didn't want to spend a lot of money.
0: Oh my God! So he cheaped out, anyways. He he sowed his own seeds. Can we rename it? It could have
2: happened today with the most modern abortion clinic, but Frank didn't want to spend a lot of money.
3: Can we just like rename that episode? Charlie wants an abortion to Charlie is an abortion
0: <laughs> that, that, that would be fine. Just Charlie is an abortion. Yeah. And after that, the first season, Charlie wants an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple more notes on this episode that I loved. They have to tell Charlie that it takes nine months to make a baby twice. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, pretty damn funny. And I'm surprised the dish of the day, baby food, I'm surprised you didn't mention the insane wraparound in this episode. Like Charlie becoming the dumpster baby mm-hmm. and realizing... I was
2: waiting I was waiting till, the, till we get to the scores to do that.
0: Alright, well okay. I guess we'll get more on that later then. Boiling Alright, well, I'll tell you what, let's break away here We'll we'll come back, do the second half of this episode And uh, we'll talk more about that here When we put some numbers to our argument Don't go anywhere, we will be, right? Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, golden gods and goddesses, rum, ham, and wild cards, Brayden, Adam, Donnie, and Baby Food sitting around here talking about Season 3, Episode 1, The Gang Finds a Dumpster Baby, this classic 2007 episode. So, the way this uh, second half works here is we got five categories that we're going to talk about. We're talking about the story, the characters, and the quotes in this episode. We're also talking about the overall humor and the wild card in this episode. You can give up to 10 points for each category for a total of 200 points between all of us sitting here at the table. And math sucks, so we're just not even going to worry about that. And get back to the arguing here. Don't forget to go ahead and follow us uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Wait, we don't got Facebook. And Instagram while uh, you're listening if you made it this far. At OASunnyPod. Should we make a MySpace? Just to be ironic? yeah.
2: Don't check us out on MySpace.
0: That'd be very uh, hippie of us. That'd be hipster of us. Yeah, This is clearly
1: why you're not one of our top friends.
0: Uh,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> be- become a top friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe
1: today. Yeah, talking about creating a MySpace like don't we don't social. already have one. I don't have social media.
0: Uh, if you're listening to this right now, go ahead and DM us on Instagram. And I don't know, maybe if we get eight people to DM us, we'll make a MySpace and you guys could be our top eight or something. We can begin the process of reviving my space.
3: We can make the um, the opening music when you go on the page, um, the music from It's Always Sunny.
0: Temptation Sensation. Yeah. Dude. All right. Started out with the story here. Before we left, we were talking about the wraparound, as we like to call it in the story, a.k.a. the plot twist. If you're new around here, we apparently don't know the word plot twist, and somewhere along the way, Start calling it a wraparound. So the dish of the day was enlightening us. you
2: like a good wraparound. Plot twist doesn't have the same uh, the same, uh, oomph to it as getting a good wraparound from a TV show.
0: Not the same jeunesse ne sais quoi.
2: Yeah, exactly. Not not the same lair de panache.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you take over the story here. Baby food, tell me.
2: All right, so I gave the story for this episode a nine uh, on account of... Uh, The wraparound and the beautifully crafted um, way in which the dumpster baby figures it back. And that moment, that plot twist moment, straight out of M. Night Shyamalan, as if it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan himself, where Charlie realizes that he, in fact, was the baby left in the dumpster.
0: Beautifully summarized. And that the
2: current baby left in the dumpster, for which this episode is about, is his half-brother.
0: We think. Kind of. There's really no proof on that one.
3: Yeah, we. Uh, there's no more context just, about. This I think baby. he just.
0: I think he just says that because they're both dumpster babies. I don't. I don't know. He needs it to be true. Maybe there's a detail I missed. But I oh, really agreed with oh you, dish the day. Oh, what would oh, you realize? Oh, what if? What if Bonnie? What if
3: there were twins and Bonnie did succeed with one abortion? What yeah. are you playing, Charlie Kelly? Absorbed? No, no, not at all. I'm just saying,
1: like, talk about the, absorbing twins. I was supposed to be a twin, and uh, my twin died. uh- like early uh, on. Oh shit! I might have brought this up before. I you were a had pair of Donnie's. Five years, and this is Donnie the first and Ronnie. I'm hearing about
2: this?
1: No, I've brought it up before for sure. You've uh, never brought
0: you this up. Have
2: not. Whenever whenever,
1: <laughs> whenever anybody brings up the conversation of it happening, I bring it up. Otherwise, mm. other than that, like I honestly just don't think about it. Like, to me, it's not like a huge aspect of my life.
2: Why would your parents tell you that? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I'll call my mom. Do you want me to call her right now? That would be funny. She'll probably answer. We can get her on the podcast live. I'm just kidding. But... If you want to go I ahead actually... and do that right no. now, I'll tell you my uh, my score for the story. No, we'll have a 30-minute episode of us just talking to my mom. <laughs> On another Jabroni
0: talk. <laughs> on another Jabroni talk. Um, I gave a ten out of ten for the story. Uh, don't get too excited. It's it might be the only one I give for this episode. Uh, I like the story because it brings a lot to the table as far as the characters go. Um, it it crashes all these plots together. I like um, I like uh, Charlie and Frank's story because it's riches to rags, and that's just kind of that's funny to say, but um, I like I the characters and I know that I should probably give more points to the characters for this one but it's really this plot that allows them to blossom in it Um, so just because of how the second season dropped off I enjoyed this episode's story more if this didn't follow the season two finale might not be a 10 out of 10 for me but as it is a 10 out of 10 we have a 9 out of 10 what about you guys? Donnie, Adam.
1: Uh, I'm actually going to change my score because for all the reasons you guys said, and I know you guys are a stickler on my plots and subplots, but to me there's three stories, the dumpster baby, Dennis with the hippie revenge, and then Charlie and Frank with the whole, and then theirs is a subplot even technically with the whole them being da- like Charlie's dad and then the trash men. So I just I just did three, but I technically like broke that into two. So like for all the reasons you guys said the wraparound, the three stories, all that I had it is an eight, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just give it a ten. Hell yeah! Um, I,
2: I kept it away from a ten because I didn't think there was a sufficient wraparound with the dentist plot. I agree. Into the other two plots.
1: Baby food. I agree. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Can I, thing. can I, real quick, just intervene and say that maybe it wasn't a huge wraparound, but it was like a kind of just wow ending to me that he looked at him and was just like, yeah, I banged your girlfriend. Like, yeah. I thought it was just going to be one of those implied <laughs> things and like he was going to have to figure it out, but he just sat there as he watched the tree about to get bulldozed, and he's like, yeah, I banged your girlfriend. No,
3: that is more important to Dennis than banging the girlfriend. Yeah, no, exactly. It's more important to say he that. He didn't do it to get laid.
2: Clothes. No, he didn't do it to get laid. Right. she's was, was ugly. in the original clothes that he first showed up to the hippie meeting with. I think that that was... That probably goes either under uh, humor or characters for me. That sort of that little tidbit, but he was wearing the same clothes that um, fucking what was his name? Sage. Sage. Adriel was the girl that Sage made fun of him for.
1: Wow. Right, and it was yeah. like I said, it was supposed yeah. to be an implied thing. So to me, you could technically argue that the slight. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a wraparound, but that just wow finish. Yeah, I think that was a good replacement for mm-hmm. a wraparound. Sure,
2: you like a good finish.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> so wait,
3: baby food. What did you give this for story? A nine. 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 I gi- I gave it a nine too.
0: Damn. So, yeah. Double tens. Double nines. I think that's the first time we've all agreed on something so high. That's what I'm saying. This season is it's gonna be se- not
3: like the other seasons. This uh, season's different. Right. Okay. Sure. I, like. Sure. No, not because of the all scores,
2: right, Mr. but. eight point seven. What, what does that mean? Well, that spoiler alerts. <laughs> I don't
3: think it's going to be up there, honestly. But I'm just saying, like, I think that this whole season is a whole new monster. Um, They know what they're doing now. They know what they're doing this season. They, they know how to make a show now. They really do. and they know, how to, they know how to edit. They know how to write stories. And they know how to do a lot of things like that. And, and that's why I better. like the characters in this episode. Yeah.
0: I'd like to move it on over here to the characters next. Um, yeah. I liked it because they they know what they're doing now. Um, But it's also kind of all over the place. Like I said, Dennis, um, I I think I I was giving him like half credit because he wasn't, um, you know, really Dennis-like. I don't want to say psychotic, but, you know, Dennis-like the whole time. But because he – was able to break away from being Dennis and then show both sides of his like personality coin where he's like, I want to help. And then when he gets wrong, he's like, I want to hurt. We see both sides of that coin. I think I like Dennis more. So I think I'm not as torn as I originally thought because Charlie and Frank are pretty on point for this. Almost perfect, I'd argue. Mac and D are really good, especially when you know domestic. the fact that they're engaged at this point in their yeah. life um, and acting all domestic and crappy-like. But um, Dennis is really the only one where I'm, like, kind of confused here. What do what you guys think? Um, I'm going to hold off on giving my score here for a second for characters.
1: As I've watched this show and, like, started to really, like, try and judge characters or judge the show or judge all that, I love Mac a lot more. Um, I think Frank and Charlie were classic trash men. That was hilarious. Dennis just getting the revenge on the girl, even though that no- wasn't necessarily his plan. It just ended that way. That's kind of classic Dennis. Uh, D was all about getting the fame making the baby famous and just like making money, getting popular, whatever. But Mac just always is playing the victim one way or another. And even when nothing is going wrong for him, he somehow became this struggling dad in this relationship to raise this baby and needed D to go pick up beer and cigarettes for him. And he was just this struggling victim. Yeah. Yeah. Just molds
0: into it so right. perfectly.
1: Yeah, he just always finds a way to play the victim. I never noticed that when I didn't pay attention to the show as much as, like, rating it. So, yeah, that was just... I I love Mac that way. That's classic Mac Mm -hmm. to me now forever. Well, a common Mac... You can
2: either call this...
1: Go Go for it. No, no, no. I insist.
2: Okay. You You can either call this a quote or characters. I think it has more to do with the characters. But when they're, um, after the cold open, when Charlie and Frank come back into the bar, and Charlie says, I need to know whether or not I'm sharing a bed. The man I'm sharing a bed with is my father. Just the obliviousness of the fact that he's totally fine sharing a bed if it's some random dude or, the, or, or their friend's dad. But if it's his dad, that's a big thing. <laughs> the, so I,
0: the dad I is where he draws. I
2: thought that was classic, classic obliviousness of, of the characters there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really great. Um, back to what we were saying about Mac and how he plays the victim. A common thing with him, one of the more famous lines that has become a meme is I'm playing both sides so I always come out on top. That's really what he does. Except, yeah. um, you know, Mac's version of playing things is kind of like being a lap dog following along or playing a victim. It's never really like a strong leader role, yeah. which is ironic because he wants to be the strong security of patties. But, um, I'm, I'm still up in the air. Adam, what do you think the characters for characters? I, I put it as an eight.
3: Um, I think that, you know, we see the waitress, love the waitress, love Bonnie. She's so fun. But, um, one thing that I really love about all the characters is that this is like one of the worst things that I've seen them ever do, which is almost murder a baby with a sword. That is it. That's just like... And they're still like cool about it. It's still a hilarious episode. I think that just tells you everything you need to know about these characters is that they're just evil. I didn't want to give it a 10 because like it's still... They're still not where I want them, where I see them as. I still don't see Charlie the way I do in the future um, episodes. So I'm giving it an 8. You know, a nice cushion between giving me, you know, between 10 and other lower scores. So an 8. Um, it's just They're just so scummy in this. All the characters are great. Everything you, you said... Dennis is so diabolically evil in this episode, but it's so kind of like, like he's not that evil, but he's so mentally disturbed, but it's still great to see, you know,
0: you know. he does catch up for lost time. Yes. Like in the first five, 10 minutes he misses being yeah. a controlling manipulative,
3: but you can almost see where he's coming from. Like this guy was a to- sage was a total douche to him. Like low key.
0: He was, it's hilarious because he was totally willing to join them and help their cause but because this guy was a gatekeeping asshole.
3: Yeah, well, I, I think it goes back on to like the political satire. It's like they're still making fun of both sides of arguments here. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you want to do good, but you still got to accept people when they want to do good just because they don't meet your caliber of what you want them to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Superman does good. The Super, left butt yeah. cheek Superman and the right
0: butt good. cheek are the same Superman
2: butt. does good.
1: But yeah, Mac you for do me. Do well. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, baby food. I almost forgot your name for a second. But yeah, Mac. Mac oh, oh. made it. Mac made it very, very, very above average for me. So I gave it a seven for the characters.
0: Cool. That's fair. I also gave, I gave it a seven. 10, but I, I oh wait, you said
1: ten? Yeah, yeah. Please explain your. a second. 10.
0: I might need to go up here. Explain.
2: I just thought that all the characters were classic them characters. Dennis is a sociopath. He's trying to do whatever, even though <laughs> even though she, I guess, in her front brain, understands that her raising the child, she shouldn't have to bear the weight of raising the child. She sort of, by herself, her beaten, worn-down self, adopts that role, and Max just fucking <laughs> just morphs into the dad role and says a bunch of crazy shit. Uh, Frank and Charlie are trash men, classic. So I just thought that the characters all hit their perfect spots. Um, but to Adam's point about um, the... Cutting the baby in half, and I know he's gonna be very offended by this because mm-hmm. he is a, a, a born again Christian. That, that that comes from the Bible. Didn't King Solomon want to cut a baby in half, I believe?
3: Yes, I do recall that story.
0: And they have a That's big, actually my favorite well, there story. You go. They got that big well, Arabic looking sword, that Prince of Persia looking sword. So they it's called the scimitar. scimitar. Alibaba. <laughs> so
3: you're saying that they're not evil, they're yeah. righteous? What is the difference? story? <laughs> what is the <that? laughs>
1: What is the deeper meaning to that story in the Bible? Because I feel like there might be don't something Don't cut babies there. in the deeper, half. The deeper meaning was like, I don't know what the deeper meaning was, but like the, not riddle, but was like,
3: you know, the mother who didn't want the baby being cut in half was the real mother. Right? I don't know. Uh, right,
2: right. So the real mother in this case is Child Protective Services. Yeah, they don't want the baby being
0: cut in half. The Judgment of Solomon is a story from the Hebrew Bible in which King Solomon of Israel ruled between two women, both claiming to be women, both claiming to be the mother of a child. So that's the problem. They both claim to be the mother of a child. So um, each woman would receive half a dead baby, apparently, which is effective, I think.
3: Yeah, that's how I would solve it. Well, honestly, honestly, the Jesus. baby would have been safer in the dumpster, in a, in a corrupt system of like the dumpster. It like
2: a Stephen King novel. <laughs> uh. Um, but to the char- to the characters' point, back to the characters before we we have our f- fucking um, government mandated Bible lesson. Bible Charlie study. Standing on top of a trash pile, holding his scimitar, yelling "I I I I I" is just fucking classic. Yes, that, that's a fucking. That's a that's yeah. 10 out of 10, Charlie. Yeah.
0: Cutting open camels and drinking their milk. Yeah. Is Frank, <laughs> is Frank,
1: wait, yes. is Frank...
4: Cutting open camels and drinking their milk. I don't
1: think that's where their milk is. I don't think that's what's inside of there, no. Charles. Is Frank the one at the end? Is he ever... I'm, I'm really lost on the scene, not, not lost, but does he... Is he the one trying to stop them from cutting the baby in half or from that happening? I think they just don't want them to use their sword. But was it specifically Frank? <laughs> No, they were just
0: fighting over it, and then got closer to the baby. But, yeah,
1: but was Frank ever like specifically the one trying to stop it? I'm just trying to connect this to this Bible story now because that would be funny <laughs> if they're saying, if they're saying that oh Frank is Frank is the one trying to Are stop you? the baby from being cut in half. So they're saying that oh that means that Frank's the real dad. Are you implying Frank, Frank's
2: the real dad? Holy shit! Frank's the saying. real dad.
1: Frank's King
0: Solomon is is what you're saying here. Is it's always sunny Philadelphia that. is the Bible, <laughs> and and Frank Reynolds is King Solomon. And uh, yes. I got nothing else. I, are, I got nothing else. You are no not a theologian.
1: Yeah, after that conversation, I'm definitely bumping the characters up to an eight. Okay. Okay. Eight. <laughs> I'm also doing an eight, so that's good
3: with me.
0: I'm going to stay at seven. I liked all these revelations we had, pun intended. Um, but I'm keeping it at seven. I'm, I'm cool where I'm at. Okay. Let's move on to quotes, shall we? Shall we? Because I, I only I have a few. A few, yeah. Go for it did anyone find more than a few because it goes back to like what we were saying we said
3: in other episodes like there's a bunch of like quotes in here stuff that I love, but it's not really quotes that I'm like that's a quotable quote, but I've wrote down a lot of stuff that would that contributes to the humor, not necessarily a quote that I remember so um I mean Charlie's ransom note I don't know if that's a quote that's more of a humor thing, but yeah, I feel the but, same way with the
1: story yeah. though
3: okay. Um, like there's global a dump. Global heating th- is
2: a, a quote that I use frequently and full-blown age. Those were the yeah. only two that come up in my daily life.
0: Why does global heating sound like a term that Donald Trump has used at some <laughs> That's point? That's
2: exactly <laughs> why I use it in my daily life. <laughs> at one point or another. Can we turn the global air conditioning on?
0: We haven't paid our bills. <laughs> and, um, I... I know they all probably don't believe in global warming or at least half the gang probably doesn't believe in global warming, but I love that Charlie, who is the dumbest of them all, is a climate change denier, which um, I, th- I feel like it's more than just him, I but is his take on it is comically ill-informed. Yes, I, I, I really dig all those lines he has about global warming. But I have my quotes basically (laughs) split in like two different categories here. Yeah. It's basically either how it's delivered. Sure. Like Charlie saying, I survived the abortion, dad. Yeah. Or it's something that, you know, might go over your head if you're like really not paying attention, paying attention. Like Charlie saying, my mind's going a mile a minute. Did you notice people chanting trees are people too? Uh, I can see that at a hippie rally though, you know? I have that written down for people living, too. They're living, breathing things, man. I used to be a tree. You
1: know? They so. suck
0: in carbon too, man.
1: Yeah, the only other quote that I've written down that I guess really stands out is when uh, Frank's talking to Charlie and he's like, your mom probably went from I forget exactly what he said, but he basically was calling Charlie's mom a whore again. Not Not basically, basically. he says. Your mom
2: went from the abortion to hooking up with another dude that night. Okay, Okay, that's that's what I thought
1: it was. Okay, that's what I was going to say. And I thought that was a different episode for some reason. I thought I was mixing them up. She does it a lot.
0: It's that continuity that's set Um, up for the holiday special. Oh, yeah. Banging Santa.
2: In terms of points, points of delivery, just to get a base when they're talking about tanning, He's like, he can't put the baby in the tanning bed. And they're like, "We'll just get a face. We can do bronzer with the rest. Let's just
0: cook him oh, yeah. a couple minutes. Yeah.
2: White babies don't when sell. Dennis him, when Dennis calls him Frank in front of Charlie, Frank's like, See, he has no problem not calling me dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the last one, it was more of the entire situation. But Charlie holds up like a helmet and then the steering wheel. And he's like, Frank, this is our future. And like when he's talking about like the future and everything, like those are the two items he had at the time. And like, for some reason that was their future. Mm.
0: This is our future, man. <laughs> yeah. Great visual humor. Great visual yeah. humor that yeah. um, I'll talk about here in a second, mm. but I only found a few. So I'm only going to give it a few points. Three out of 10 for the quotes.
1: Yeah. I'm actually going to knock my score to down. Four. Mm. Nice. I had it at a five. I'm going to actually yeah go down to a four.
0: We got two fours and a three um I've dropped mine down
3: to yeah a five pretty average you know average because I think that one of my favorite quotes is in this um, but there's not many other quotes it's when it's when they're doing um reading Charlie's ransom note like meet you at the at, at the bar later time nighttime or daytime yeah uh, and then and they both look at each other and they're like charlie and I, I just love that whole like a bit. Um, but, and, um, I, I, say, I say, I say parts of that letter almost every day in my life. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go six, not five, six. Uh, talked yourself you into it. it. Yeah. I talked myself what, into it. Thank you guys.
2: Yeah. What was it before it was, but what was it before you knocked it down and then brought it back up?
3: Oh, uh, it was a seven because I was still trying to figure out like, I was, I was, wait, I was. I said, I was waiting for you guys to talk me down. I before the podcast, it's all tentative, and then you guys made some good points.
0: Yeah. As we tend to do here. You guys tend to make good points. Hey, bro, you tend to make some good points. Thank no, you, bro. You make good hey, points. Hey, you know what? No. You're a good podcast <laughs> no. host, dude. You're, you're like the best podcast host here. Dog, you know what? If, if we were handing out awards...
1: Me? You're getting one. Oh, he's- We're oh, self affirming our you friends. You guys are so funny. So let's talk about the humor of this. <laughs> let's video. get on to the overall
0: humor before we get too mushy on Hallmarky here. Uh, seven and a half out of 10 for me. Uh, I think the visual humor is I gave really it a strong. Five. Yeah?
4: Yeah.
0: Anything else? Yeah. You just felt like interrupting me.
2: I just felt like interrupting
0: you. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, seven and a half out of ten because of the visual gags. Mentioned Charlie spooning Frank got me to literally laugh out loud. Uh, and, and Charlie, when he goes into the coffee bar and says, look at this, and opens the coat and the baby's there. Uh, that whole scene, honestly, is, is classic. Just Charlie Day really showing off what his comedy chops are about. I did, took your swords and your golf clubs and I used them.
3: How did a, a a person who looks like he's a homeless man
0: get far at all with the baby? Get anywhere with the baby? You know, he doesn't look homeless. You know what he looks like? He looks like, oh, I need to get his name right. But from the Breakfast Club, he's the, the bad Bob boy. Judd Nelson?
1: It, That's the actor.
0: It was the Judd Nelson?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the humor was uh, average. So I'm going to give it a six. I gave a uh, um
3: 8 for for the humor on this one. I think they're trying they're attempting to to black uh, brown face a baby. They're going to they're 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 about to kill it as a child as CPS walks into their bar,
0: which while we're on that note, it is a black CPS agent in front of a baby that they're actively painting shoe polish on.
1: Yeah, it makes it just like uh, a another bit joke. Worse. Just I another joke. Was a it was not shoe polish.
3: It was like wood. Oh yeah, Polish. they have a big wood yeah, Wood finish, finish.
1: They have a big debate about
0: it. Yeah, but um, just yeah, a lot of jokes that weren't quotes and lines. The same thing I had going for the end of season two for Dennis and D get a new dad? Nothing really like quote heavy that I'm going to break out in the middle of my day, but a lot of good laugh out loud mm-hmm. moments. We're
3: totally gl- glossing over like, like a lot of stuff. I think like the cold opening was hilarious. Was so funny to me the whole arc with Dennis and I mean I'm
0: not shitting on this episode I don't think it wasn't a funny episode sure seven and a half out of ten for me on the overall humor
1: yeah when I rewatch this episode I can watch most of it and not laugh if I try
3: no you can't so I did laugh
1: during the entire cold open granted like I I guess now I know the movie reference but like even when I was watching it earlier. To do this i didn't laugh in the beginning
0: the movie reference doesn't really make it funny it just yeah. it just made me go oh so this is like around 2007 it's not even that it's like when mac like just nonchalantly throws like litters after
3: they're talking about how good it, it should be to like it's not nonchalant he like I,
0: yeets that drink cup no yeah. but into the gutter no but yeah.
1: but he does it like mindlessly like this is what i normally do this uh, is the trash yeah, yeah. The first exhale came out of my nose probably when Charlie said, oh, yeah, like, there's just magically getting warmer. Magic is c- confusing, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I gave it a six, but.
0: You know, it's not an episode that'll make you laugh, but as Bo Burnham says, it'll make you do that little exhale.
1: <laughs> another or Another random metric that I use now, I guess, to judge episodes, and it makes it always normally more harsher, that if it diminishes, like I said, if it loses value, like, the more I watch it, I just, I don't know if it, if it can make me not laugh the 10th time I watch it, I feel like it doesn't deserve an eight or higher.
0: You heard it here, folks for season three, (laughs) Donnie is watching every episode 10 times in a row. Oh no,
1: I'm saying like for the 10th time I've I've seen it. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't. uh,
0: Well, that's a, that's a good (laughs) testament. If you can watch an episode 10 times in a row and by the 10th one, if you're still laughing, that is quality comedy.
1: There's some, I'm probably close to 50 or easily more now that I'll still laugh at hysterically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, same. Which is why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. So Sorry one more time on the overall humor for you guys.
1: Six. Eight. Five.
0: Six, eight, five. Shout out to the neighbor's dog walking uh, outside the window. If only we could get him here on the podcast. Uh, So <laughs> seems like we differed on the overall humor, but we've kind of all been together here on this episode. Wildcard will set us uh, apart. Let's find out what happens Probably. on the... Wild card! I'm going to give it 10 grams of kind bud out of 10. That's a lot of grams. A lot of kind bud.
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a four for the amount of times at the end that Charlie calls Frank dad when he's (laughs) addressing him.
2: Dad. What a robbery. I've been robbed. Oh, no. I to report a thievery.
1: But you can confirm the number is four. How about you, baby yes, food? It's
2: probably four.
1: Probably four.
0: <laughs> well,
3: we can
2: always do. Uh, we can always pull an Adam and say the amount of times I heard Frank call him dad. <laughs> I heard
0: Frank. Call. I wasn't paying attention, but I heard it four yeah, times. Yeah.
3: Um, you want to go, baby food? Or you, you want me to go? Yeah,
2: he has the I same one as me. I'm Four for the exact same reason. <laughs> okay. It was my reason first. I'll have you all know in pre-production it was my reason first.
3: Okay, I trust you. Not. I believe it. Um, I'm giving mine a 10 out of 10, uh, a 10 scimitars out of 10 scimitars, because honestly, like this is one of my, my most favorite, most memorable endings to any episode of of It's Always Sunny. Just them fucking about to murder a baby in front of the CPS agent. You sound really just... excited
1: for this baby murdering. Stuff. No, I don't know why you guys keep
0: saying murder. They had no intent. It, it was if
1: you manslaughter. It was gonna be yeah. It was gonna be a true. It was gonna be an accident. But it's like the fact that they're not in jail.
3: And it's like, uh it just—it's the craziest ending to an episode. I mean, so, ten out, of, ten out of ten.
0: I feel like the arson at the end of uh, them blowing up Ari's building. No one died. There wasn't yeah. a baby See, in danger. One, they go
1: jihad. That one was also an accident once again. So I kind of, I kind of tie in the <laughs> intent. <laughs> I don't think there's ac- is there accidental arson. Yeah, because the only reason that happened is because there was a gas leak in the building. They were just trying to throw shit in the. Oh yeah, he was fire. just trying
0: to make it smell bad.
3: Yeah, he just wanted someone well, to get his shit
1: on their shoes. Well,
3: arson <laughs> is illegal. So acts ax- that if it was to be accidental arson, that would just mean the insurance company found it to be an, an accident and they would pay you out.
0: And then it wouldn't be
3: arson. But arson there, there was yeah. no
1: investigation because Frank bought the building. Do you guys even fucking watch this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they would be in jail.
0: <laughs> We've literally been going through it in detail, bro. Well, the real question is, where does this land on the list of lists? Every single episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that we have done so far, ranked. Only contains season one and two, and now contains season three, episode one, The Gang Finds a Dumpster Baby. All right, guys. Let's start out with IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. What do we think IMDb gave this episode? Keep in mind, so far they have given at the lowest 8.1 and at the highest 9.2. Could
3: be higher they, or lower than I that. I think
1: they gave it too much love and gave this about a 9.1.
3: Okay. Uh, 8.9. No, no, yeah, 8.9. Yeah.
1: Dish? We lost them.
2: It
1: 6.2. <laughs> 6.2? Hello? Uh, well, they but haven't not gone you. Be- Not no, you. Oh. We're, no, you're IMDB. Guess- yeah, you're guessing what IMDB gave it.
2: Oh, guessing what IMDB
1: gave it. Only the, fucking, <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> <laughs> Only the most attentive hosts. Fucking tell
0: Only the most attentive hosts here at Rumham Wildcards. No, Adam Fuck. got the closest here on this one. They gave it an eight point seven. The gang finds a dumpster baby is number four on the fan lists. They gave an eight point seven with two point two thousand votes. This episode is below $100, baby, and above the Gangos Jihad. Speaking of the Gangos Jihad, but that's the fans. What do we think of it?
1: We are the fans. I think that. (laughs) Damn. Damn, son. Yeah. Oh, you want my score? 6.4. Yeah.
0: Donnie gave this a (laughs) 6.4. Donnie, this sets it at number 11 for you. Uh, The Dish of the Day gave this episode a 6.2, setting it at number 12 for him, our two haters of this episode. And then you have myself that gave this episode a 7.5, setting it at number 6 on my list. And Adam, this is your new favorite, tied with The Gang Exploits a Miracle at uh, 8.2.
1: What is our list at?
0: How many? 20 20 how many? Our list is now at 18, and this episode is number 6 out of 18 on the list of lists for an average score of 7.2. Above the Gang Goes Jihad and below Charlie Goes America all over everybody's ass. So that is number 6 out of 18. 18 on the list of lists and if you're thinking to yourself wow 18 entries on the list of lists I want to hear all these episode reviews you can listen to them at rumham.transistor.fm everywhere you stream podcasts you can listen to rumham and wildcards we got these episode reviews that we do here where we go in depth into episodes and we have jabroni talks where we talk about the show in a bit more casual setting and it's fun. So go ahead and search us up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict. Uh, uh, I can't think of any other right now because it's been a long recording, but you get most the point. Most of them. Yes. Most of them. Search My Rumham. State. Myspace. <laughs> not yet. Rumham and Wildcards. Uh, YouTube. Facebook. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying Facebook. YouTube, We're going to make a Facebook. Instagram and uh, Twitter at Always Sunny Pod. Go ahead and look us up. Hit those subscribe buttons. Hit those follow buttons. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave five star on Apple Podcasts. What are you doing, huh? You rating me right now? Well, guess what? Go ahead, rate me, because I'll rate you.
3: And share it with your friends if you know anyone who loves uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and want to listen to a new podcast.
0: And absolutely. We're trying to grow the wildcard crew here, get as many inputs into this show as we can. We want to know what you guys think of season three. So DM us. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what we got right. Let us know. We want to hear from you guys at always Sunny Pod, Twitter and Instagram always at gmail.com. We'll see you guys very shortly when we go into the next episode, when we get invincible guys, the gang's getting invincible. So we'll see you guys very shortly. rum ham and wild cards is produced directed and edited by me Braden plug and cool donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer this episode was written and hosted by Braden plug and cool donnie Crunkleton, adam rothport and the dish of the day